This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into all sports talk. Tim Tackett and Jeff Jordan on this beautiful fall October day. One day after the World Series has been established and set and the home of the Braves will go silent for the next three or four months, Jeff. Uh, great series, Dodgers, Braves, Rays, and uh, Astros had a really good series, too. I enjoyed both of them. Not a real dog in the hunt for me, but uh, it was amazing how both Houston and the Dodgers came back from deficit. Houston got it to game seven, and the Dodgers got it to game seven and won it last night. I assume you watched a good bit of it. I did. I watched the last, uh, well, I guess we heard. We, we followed along, and then I watched the last five innings, uh, yes, of the Braves game. And, um, you know, it was 4-3, uh, so, I mean, it was pretty good, pretty good, uh, pretty good baseball game. Dodgers finally, they found somebody that could, could get them out, and he got them out. I think nine in a row, something like that. Braves Clos- closed them out. Braves were eight of nine going into the – Built up a 3-1 lead against the Dodgers before they lost those three straight. Great, great series. And I say, really good year for the Braves. And, Jeff, there's no reason to think that they won't be back next year. They've got they've got a lot of horsepower. They need a pitcher. They need a starting pitcher that could, you know, go something like 15-6 and six or something. I guess everybody needs one of those. But the, but the Braves sure could use one, uh, another one. Uh, but other than that, I'm not sure that they have many needs, really. I mean, they, they seem like they're pretty good. They're good defensively. Um that they they can hit the baseball for sure. They know how to run the bases. Well coached. Uh, I hope they'll be back. Uh, sometimes, as you well know, we, both of us some, both of us know. Sometimes that door is open only a small period of time. It, it, it seems to be that way. Lots of interesting football over the weekend. High school wise, mm-hmm. college wise, mm-hmm. pro wise. Not all of it went really good. Uh, in the case of Oakland Riverdale on Friday night, for example, it had to be. Somebody good and somebody went bad, and we'll talk about that game specifically. Middle Tennessee got off to a good start on Saturday and then just, just crumbled. University of Tennessee just plain crumbled, period. And Vanderbilt didn't even get to play because of the COVID. They turned out to be the lucky ones. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, and and uh, big games coming up, of course, this weekend. Play, 
high schools are into the last two weeks before the playoffs and we're trying to get things shuffled out and, and uh, we'll, we'll go through all that. Let's go ahead and take that break and we'll come back and we'll unfortunately get into Middle Tennessee's loss to North Texas and their trip to Rice this weekend on All Sports Talk. In the South, we've perfected the art of connection. In fact, we can make an instant connection with simple things. A guitar and microphone, a great meal, a Friday night football game. So when First Bank enhanced our digital banking connection, we created it from our banking model to be accessible, direct, and personal. Silicon Valley knows apps, but we've learned a thing or two about connection. Get a great mobile banking app with the real connection of community banking. First Bank, member FDIC. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. Hello again, this is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Whenever I finish with a family helping them pick out their funeral needs, locking in the price for the rest of their life, they inevitably breathe a sigh of relief saying, that wasn't as difficult as I thought. You know why? Because they're shopping with their heads and not with their hearts. You can save thousands of dollars when you prearrange ahead of time. Give me a call and see how that works for you at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. Tuesday night on WGNS, it's Rick Stockstill Live. Rick Stockstill with Chip Walters talking about this weekend's game at Rice for the Middle Tennessee football team. Conversation begins at 7 o'clock. That's Tuesday night here on WGNS. Middle Tennessee football at Rice, Saturday afternoon, 1 o'clock airtime, right here on News Radio. WGNS. Coming up Thursday, it's Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees. We get an update on the local high school football and college football scene, plus other local sports talk of interest. That's Thursday night at 6. Friday night on State Farm Prep Football, Blackman travels to Siegel in an intercounty matchup. Pre-game coverage with Murphy's matchups at 6. The Primetime Sports countdown to kick off at 6.30. State Farm Prep Sports kicks at 7 o'clock here on WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Jeff Jordan brought to you by Fans Heating and Air and Lee Colvin Financial Needs Services, I should say, with Edward Jones. Jeff, uh, beautiful day on Saturday, Middle Tennessee taking on North Texas, and it started out pretty well. Uh, North Texas marched down the field, but middle got an interception. Anyway, jumped out to a 21-7 lead. 
But from there, it just was Katie bar the door. Defensively, we had no answer at all. I think North Texas had something in the neighborhood of 750 yards. I don't know the exact number, but uh, once you get past <laughs> 500, who's counting, right? Well, somebody counted, and I don't remember the number either, but it was the most yardage that Middle had ever given up in their 109-year history. Against a team that I think Middle going in was favored by six and a half points, somebody told me. So, yeah, very disappointing. Very disappointing to be sure, to be sure. And, and offensively, there were some crazy things that happened there, but saw some nice running plays. And, and i tell you what, Jeff, on a couple of the touchdowns, we had receivers make tremendous catches to, to uh, get the touchdowns in place. Uh, middle down one and five, am I right? Yes. And they'll go to Rice. And you know what's funny about going to Houston to play Rice? On Saturday, this will be Rice's first game of the season. One in, one in four, isn't it? Are we one in four or one in five? One in five. One in five. Oh, yeah, gosh. we were zero in four. It's worse than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, we go to Rice. It's an afternoon ball game, and it's out there. So, who knows? I don't know anything about Rice at all. Well, as I say, nobody does. They haven't played a game yet. Well. In my ignorance, I, a lot of people join me in that. <laughs> well, it's it, it's tough times to be sure, and, and uh, I don't know what Jeff can be done, should be done, shake things up. But uh, it's it's very troubling times. I, I looked around me in the third quarter, and other than my son and my daughter and son-in-law who are there because of loyalty to me, <laughs> all the other friends and fans that I'm around uh we have an outdoor box and we've got several places there they were all gone yeah my wife pointed out to me that the the prime section the the lower bowl at the 50 chairback seats um complete section middle of the third quarter had two people in sitting there in the entire section and there was maybe 20 in our section i mean it's just it's just extremely disappointing it really is um you just don't know. You just kind of you're lost as to what to say. I mean, you, and you and I both. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll. I think I'm pretty sure you will. I think I do. Speak the truth here, but I don't like to pile on. Uh, you know, I don't no. enjoy that. Uh, really, against much of anybody, unless unless uh, it's just somebody that I just do not like at all. Uh, I'm not going to be too negative, you know. But um, uh, my goodness. Uh, defensively the other day we were just at, the longer we played the worse we got it's it almost like we weren't in shape to play we couldn't run anybody down we we couldn't we couldn't stop them at all in the fourth quarter no, nothing. i couldn't figure out north texas second quarterback being so good compared to the first one yeah. the second quarterback could run and, and asher o'hare is a runner for us obviously and i've said all along and i think most people agree if when your quarterback has more rushing attempts than anybody on your team, you got a problem. And he has more rushing yardage, you got a problem. But he does a good job. And I thought Saturday he stood in the pocket and threw the ball first instead of ran as much as maybe would have. But Asher doesn't have breakaway speed. 10, 15 yards is going to be about the max he's going to get, and then he's going to get caught by somebody. That going guy from North Texas, Jeff, once he broke the line of scrimmage, I think he had two or three runs that were 40-plus, didn't he? Yeah, and you're talking about the backup quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, they, 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 he was right. fast. He outran some folks on our, in our backfield. That's right. Uh, I noticed Asher, and, and I mean this uh, in, as a complimentary thing. Um, in this game, 
maybe a little bit in the game before, but in this game, he's learned how to slide. Yes. And he better uh, because he, he, he runs it so much, and I'm just so afraid that he's going to get injured. Uh, but so far, so good. Uh, we've been all right there. And you're right. Um, their backup quarterback, uh, they changed, and, uh, and this guy had an immediate impact. I mean, they, they scored quickly on, mm. on, on, as a result of him. Uh, and I, we didn't do anything with him really the rest of the game. Um, so this is a game that we were cer- was certainly winnable, and uh, we didn't show any signs that it was winnable, really, particularly after the first quarter or so. I, I was I was very disappointed in in our performance and and you, you know something else too, Tim and that, that bothers me a lot and I, I'd like to know if you agree or maybe you maybe you weren't looking for this necessarily, but I, I thought North Texas played harder and with a lot more spirit than we did. Their sideline in particular. Yes. I didn't I didn't really notice that one way or the other. Uh, I. I couldn't be surprised by that, of course, especially once the, the, the tide began to turn. Uh, but I, I did not particularly notice that at, at all. But uh, it's tough, Jeff, when you're one and five, and yeah. say you go to practice today. You know, I've been in situations like that from a coaching standpoint. Me it, too. It's, it's hard to to keep that that spirit alive and, and just more let's go get them attitude. And that's I think that's kind of showed itself a little bit in Kentucky Tennessee football game. I uh, think so too. Uh, there's there's some dispirited play. Let's just call it that. Uh, some people said they quit. I don't. I don't. I don't know that I would buy into that. Necessarily. I don't know. I would either. But I, I would. I would think with with. I did watch Kentucky Tennessee a good deal of that football game, and of course I was at the North Texas Middle game, and it, it, it kind of seemed to me that somewhere maybe late in the first half, both Kentucky and North Texas said, "Hey, wait a minute." We can win this thing. Sure. These guys don't want to play. Not really. And by golly, they did. <laughs> they did play. And and uh, I, I thought Tennessee just wilted. They just went to nothing. I don't understand it. I really just don't get teams sometimes. I know we got a phone call, Tim. And, well, let's take that. Then somebody may have the answer to our yeah. whatever question we've got out there. Go ahead. How's it going, Tim? Well, we need your answer. Please. please. Well, I was, I was going to use the answer on the Kentucky-Tennessee game. I watched that Saturday. And I tell you what. It's kind of part of it. it was two years ago, Tim. You remember Kentucky won ten football games, had a real good football team, went to the Oxford and laid an egg, lost twenty four to seven. And Stoops told probably told his staff this time, so we, we ain't gonna be denied this time. We ain't gonna be denied. We going over there taking care of some business on Saturday. That's what I believe that's what I believe he told his staff and, and the players that played two years ago, they probably were so mad that day they probably didn't know what to couldn't know what to do. They probably, you know, was so mad that day they, they wanted to play the next day. They had to wait a couple years, some young guys. But <laughs> right. I, I'll just say that, and, and it couldn't happen to a nicer program, in my opinion. <laughs> well, it happened to a nicer program. You can't find them, Jeff. When Tennessee fans lose, when Tennessee loses, you can't find the fan base. You can't find them. Well, I, I, they, they, they don't wear the orange. They don't support. They don't do nothing. Which, I didn't want to talk a little bit of high school with you guys. Uh, uh, I noticed the uh, Oakland Riverdale score Friday night. I thought it'd be a lot closer ball game. I know Oakland's got a lot of talent on both sides of the ball, and uh, I just wanted to ask what you guys think. And I was just I'm gonna hang up and listen because I know we're close to the playoffs right now. Um, Brewerdale's got Warren County Friday night. I think they're going to Warren County, and I know Oakland is uh, Oakland's playing Coffee County. Uh, do you think Warren County with this quarterback they've got Taylor? Do you think they can win a few rounds in the playoffs? 
there ain't no right now probably one of the best teams they've had in probably 30 or 40 years I would guess I really don't know but I just want to hang up and, and uh, hang up and excuse your guys comments on that because like I said they got one of the best teams they've had in a long time and I don't know if they, I don't know if they can make a run in the playoffs I'll hang up listen guys have a good one and, uh, and I'll talk to you soon alright thank you Let's Jeff let's take it in the order he gave it first of all the Oakland Riverdale game itself I've seen games like this where one play changes the entire outcome of a football game. It was 9-7. to seven. Riverdale had the football, the chance to maybe run out the clock before the half going down two. Had made a mistake. It should have been 7-7 seven seven probably because of a bad snap on a punt. And they'd love to have that. 9-7 was going to be okay. They didn't make it on third down, therefore they had to punt. Had a slight block, but still had Oakland on their end of the field with, what, 28 seconds to go, something like that. Oakland ends up scoring on the last play of the half from about 45 yards. And Jeff's ever just crushing to Riverdale. It's, it's, it's difficult to go into the locker room in that situation and be full of fire and brimstone. And, and then, of course, Oakland came out and took care of business in the second half. But I think that football game could have been a whole lot different in the second half if, if that play didn't happen the way it did. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to cheat. Okay. So when you tell somebody you're going to cheat, I guess that means you're not cheating. That, that, right. That's fair. I was standing in the press box because I had a, a thing that I had to do at the at the half, okay? And um, the the door was closed, uh, <laughs> which made no difference, by the way. And um, Oakland had the football with two seconds at Riverdale's 35-yard line. And it was pretty obvious what they were going to do. Sure. And the coaches next door are screaming, I don't know to who. To, Riverdale coaches or Oakland coaches? Uh, Oakland coaches. Okay. To um, call time. Excuse me. I, I said that wrong. Riverdale coaches. To call timeout. Call timeout. Uh, I don't know if they had a timeout or not. I have no idea. Nobody moved on the Riverdale sideline. And I looked, I looked down at the, at, you know, at the play and what was going to happen. And Riverdale, for some reason, I have no idea why, played just a regular pass defense. They just had two guys, you know, kind of 15 yards off the football. And I thought, well, why don't we have five guys in the end zone? Sure. That's where he's going. <laughs> you know, he's only got two seconds, and they never moved. And um, and I'm not taking anything away from Oakland. They did exactly what they're supposed to do. They sent their receiver out there, I believe one receiver. And by golly, if he didn't make a fine catch in the end zone with def- one defensive guy near him, and that changed the whole game. Absolutely did. And, and as you mentioned, Riverdale defensively was in position. It took a, a good throw. Yeah. From the standpoint, it had to be up high enough for the the big guy to go get it above the little guy, which he did. Held on to it, and, and uh, it just changed whatever fortunes that football game had a chance to do. Second half was all was all Oakland, of course, but not that bad because uh, that made it uh, uh, sixteen and uh, to seven, and you, and you're right, nine to nine to seven was uh, was certainly a very respectable. And Riverdale played them pretty much really strong until that two second play. Well, like I say, that yeah. seven points was a whole lot more than seven points. It was. Yeah, I have to agree with you. And, and then the second part of the question: What can Warren can Warren County get in? in the playoffs and make some noise. We're going to know a lot more about Warren County in the next two weeks. They yeah. play Riverdale and they play Oakland. They right. haven't played anybody of that caliber yet. And so they already know, take nothing away from them. But, I'm Jeff, I'm going to be surprised if they beat either one of those two. I'm kind of players. going to be a little surprised, too. I I, I think um, 
I think this this latest Riverdale game may have masked a little bit. There's a good term for today's world, mask. Uh, <laughs> uh, how good they really are. Uh, Coach Krisky's done, done a really good job with them, and that staff has done a good job. And and it's not like they got a bad year. The guys were six and two. That's correct. Um, and I, I think they will beat Warren County. Um, uh, but it is up there, and and that the weather could play a part, and it's an unusual place to play too. Uh, and they are very good with a great quarterback. I understand. I haven't seen him, but I'm told he's really, really good. I don't believe Warren County will beat Oakland. I don't think so. And uh, frankly, I don't believe anybody's going to beat Oakland. But uh, we better just take the next game and concentrate on that. Oakland, of course, got Coffee County. That'll be a route. Oakland can score as many, sure, much as they sure, want. I think so. Um, but after after that, uh, after that, we shall see. All right, let's take a break. When we come back after Chip Walters, we, Jeff, I got to talk about the Smyrna Laverne game. How they, this game actually on Friday night means a whole whole lot, more, probably more than any Smyrna Laverne game ever has. And it's competitive. And it is will be competitive yeah. to be sure. Chip Walters has the Blue Raider inside report. Let's hope that he's not in morning. Well, he probably is, but uh, he'll bring a report anyway right after this. When news breaks, when traffic's horrendous, when the weather's bad. Be the first to get the news, traffic, and weather you want with a text alert from News Radio WGNS. Free text alert. Sign up online at WGNSradio.com. Good afternoon. Still heavy traffic out here, but it's moving fairly decent on I-24 eastbound. Coming over from Davidson County back into Rutherford County. Just a regular stopping of delays out here up and down sections of 231 as you head back towards Shelbyville. It's busy now on Middle Tennessee Boulevard as well. Celebrate autumn at Obergallenberg during Oktoberfest. Now through November 1st, all the details at Obergallenberg.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. The only person who can change your life is you, but you need to know how. Listen to my show, The Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. Listen to The Del Wamsley Radio Show this Saturday, 11 to noon, on News Radio WGNS. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. 
trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. All right, Chip, it is time for the Blue Raider Insider Report. Take it away. Well, good afternoon, everybody. And uh, Middle Tennessee's football team fell victim to one of the best offenses in all of college football. The Blue Raiders, who are now 1-5 overall, 1-3 in Conference USA play, had a two-score lead twice in the game. And as late as the second quarter before North Texas roared back to win, 52-35 at Floyd Stadium. Coach Rick Stockstill's quote, give North Texas their credit. They, their skill on offense was really good. They stoned us on both sides of the ball in the second half. Everything went Middle Tennessee's way early in most of the first half. The Blue Raiders used three mean green turnovers to take a 28-14 lead with just under four minutes remaining in the second quarter, scoring on three of their first five possessions but it was Middle Tennessee's defense that made things easy on their offense. However, North Texas scored a late touchdown in the second half to cut the lead to 28-21, and then in the second half scored 28 straight more points and all 35 unanswered points for North Texas as they win it by a score of 52-35. to The stat sheet, just some eye-popping numbers from North Texas. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's one of Middle's best offensive days the change in quarterback from Austin Awney to Jason Bean seemed to have an obvious effect on the Blue Raider defense. Middle had kept uh, Awney and the North Texas passing game uh, pretty much in check. But when Bean got in the game, he has better than good quarterback speed. He has blazing speed. He uh, passed and rushed for 350 yards himself. North Texas ended the day with a a number of 768 total yards, 306 through the air, but they rushed for 462. That 768 number is the most that Middle has ever given up. The previous high number was 630-some-odd yards uh, in a game that the Raiders won against Idaho about 20 years ago. Middle put up 432 yards themselves, rushed for 268, but the Blue Raiders were held to 43 yards passing in the second half, and uh, Middle just could not get anything going offensively in the second half against the North Texas defense, and the North Texas offense was blowing and going down the field. They had 19 explosive plays in the ballgame. Next, it's Rice. We'll have more on the Rice matchup uh, as the week continues. Rick Stock's alive tomorrow night, 7 o'clock right here on WGNS. Also, let's turn to basketball real quick. The Middle Tennessee Athletic Department will host a Zoom webinar that will be open to the public this Thursday. The event Titled Blue Raider Basketball Update will feature Director of Athletics Chris Massaro, Assistant AD for Ticketing James Kentfield, Basketball Coaches Nick McDevitt and Rick Ensel. I'll be uh, serving as the moderator. The uh, 
webinar will cover the latest on how athletics will be handling attendance and ticketing for the upcoming men's and women's basketball season. Both coaches will be available to discuss their thoughts on the season ahead. It is at noon on Thursday, so grab your lunch, sit down. Uh, there's the link is on GoBlueRaiders.com right now. You'll be able to check right in and be part of uh, that webinar on Thursday. All right, that is it for this Monday. We'll have another update for you coming tomorrow right here. The number was 768, Jeff. Chip gave the offensive numbers. I said 750. I knew it was pretty close to that. That is that is a lot. That's a, that's a bunch of yards, isn't it? A whole bunch of yards. And when you score 35 points, it's hard to imagine how you could give up that many yards, but we managed. Basketball season is around the corner. Hopefully better things are ahead right there. Of course, Middle's got, uh, what, uh, five more games, and hopefully some good things can happen there. Let's take a break. Come back. We do want to talk about Laverne and Smyrna and other high school football right after this on All Sports Talk. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shop. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Jeff Jordan brought to you by Fans Heating and Air and Lee Colvin Financial Services with Edward Jones. Jeff has a yellow piece of paper in front of him, handwritten. He's done his homework. <laughs> Scores and schedule, and then we want to talk specifically about two or three different games, Jeff. Oh, I brought the wrong paper. I, no, I got I got the right thing. Okay, here we go. Scores. You ready for scores? Ready. Well, some of them I like, some of them I don't like. First one, I don't like it. Ravenwood, 51, Smyrna, 10. That number way bigger than I thought it could be. I don't care for that. Eagleville, 18, Summertown, 14. I like that game very much. Don't care for this one. Cookville, 16, Seagull, nothing. Blackman, 42, Rockville, 14, Oakland, 30, Riverdale, 7, Laverne, 34, McGavick, 16. It really bothers me to beat McGavick. I know that I know that bothers <laughs> you, too. I hate to beat a Nashville school. Um, Middle Tennessee Christian School, 35, Franklin Grace, uh, 27. Big win for the Orange there. And Lebanon, 28, Stewart's Creek, 23. I'm a little surprised at a couple of things on here, but not who won and who lost, except that last game. That last one. I thought Stewart's Creek probably was going to get Lebanon this time, but it didn't didn't work out that way. You ready for the schedule? Go through the schedule, please. Okay, here we go. Blackman, 2-6. They're at Siegel. 0-8. Oh, That's your WGNS game. 
So be ready for that on Friday night. Brian Barrett and John Dinkins, and I don't know who all they've recruited to help them, but it'll be a cast of thousands. Mount Pleasant is at Eagleville. Eagleville's 3-5. and five. I may go to that game, by the way. Milton Christian School, 3-4 and four at Mount Juliet Christian. Riverdale, 6-2 and two at Warren County. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something here. Warren County is 7-0, and oh, but uh, they may be 8-0. I, I agree. I think you said 8 no a while ago. 8 knows what I saw. Yeah, and you may be right. We do have a little bit of a problem here and there in that people report games as forfeits or they're going to make them up later sure. or whatever, so we're not always sure. I can tell you this, though. Warren County's unbeaten. Okay, Coffee County, they're at Oakland. 8 no. Oakland will be 9 and 0 at the end of the first quarter. Cookville. <laughs> At Rockvale, Rockvale's one and six. Stewart's Creek, three and four at Nashville, Overton, and the one I saved to last because I know you want to talk about it, and kind of I do too. Laverne, four and three at Smyrna, five and three. So there you go. Nineteen eighty-eight, mm-hmm. these two, the Smyrna old Smyrna High School split into two brand new schools, fifty-fifty split, right down the middle. There was no zoning exemptions. You, you if you were zoned Laverne, you went to Laverne seniors and all. Which means that's been what thirty-two years. That about right. Uh, well, uh, y- yes, that is exactly. Smyrna right. has had the best of it all, but once, Laverne once, once. I felt it was once. Uh, I, I, it, if it, it's not may, much more. Maybe than it's that. twice. But I think not a Laverne, lot. Yes, I think Smyrna's won every one of them. One thing for sure. One. I think I'm saying this, Jeff. They, they've never played one that the region championship hung on the in the balance for both teams. Both teams are 4-0 in the region, and uh, whoever wins this one's going to be region number one, and whoever wins doesn't probably going to be number two, but um, we, we just have to see. But how do you see the football game? Laverne-Smyrna rivalry is, is real, and this time it really means a lot. It really does, and it's at, it is at Smyrna. And uh, if uh, I have not followed this uh, except when I was broadcasting uh, over the years, and then when I was at Laverne, uh, which was right after you were at Laverne, I guess. Followed it then, of course, and uh, usually went to the game. But uh, Laverne has been favored or nearly favored a number of times. Sure. And something has gone wrong every time, uh, except once. And I wasn't there for that one. So there you go. They've had bad luck. They've had maybe made bad decisions. I don't know. Or sometimes Smyrna's just been better. Uh, yeah. Or Smyrna's done something really, really good. Um, yeah. But at any rate, um, uh, I think I don't know who'll be favored this time. I would. I I, I don't know. It, I, Laverne might Vegas, be favored. The Vegas line and find out. Uh, well, I'm not sure that's on the Vegas line. <laughs> we could call the MGM Grand and see if they have that on the board. I don't think they do. Well, my, my point is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where do you find out who's favored? Other than you get to make it up just like I do. That's correct. Okay, <laughs> Laverne is a three-point favorite. <laughs> I have no idea, and uh, I know that both teams have scored. Uh, I think I think Laverne has probably outscored Smyrna on the on the course of the year, but they're not playing Smyrna when they do that. So uh, we'll find out what happens. Well, good luck to both squads, and it should be a fun night. And uh, hope everybody comes out of this thing without any uh, injuries at all. I got a note here. Stewart's Creek Overton has been moved to Stewart's Creek on Friday night, by the way, and I, I did hear that on Saturday morning's coaches show. And okay, it's going to be senior night for Overton at Stewart's Creek. Well, the, okay. It's 2020, folks. <laughs> what can I tell you? <laughs> and I don't know the story. The only thing I could guess, and I did hear that Saturday morning listening to the coaches show, 
just wondered because Overton's not allowed to have fans. They decided, you know, let's go to Stewart's Creek. We can have some. Some of our people can actually go to the game there. Good thought. I, you know, I, I like that. I don't. I don't know that to be true or not, but uh, anyway, that that is is accurate. Over the over the course of many many years, and I mean many years, Overton has had really good team in Nashville. Oh my gracious. They've in been the Nick really good days for sure they did. Yeah, they did. Uh and maybe maybe in the public school division at least um perhaps the best athletic programs all yes, school wide. Yes, yes. Um Nashville Overton was was a power within the old NIL and and other and and since then. Um now as we know a, a, a lot of the great athletes, particularly football, end up at Father Ryan or Innsworth or NBA or Burntwood Academy. I mean, that happens. It happens to the Rutherford County schools, too. Sure. And they end up down there. But um, at any rate, uh, I, I wish Stewart's Creek the best. They've got a good football program at Stewart's Creek. They, uh, Stewart's, they've made some Stewart's progress. Stewart's Creek is likely going to be third in that region, right. mm-hmm. which means they've got a, a shot to do whatever they can do. Right. Uh, when you talked about Overton, Jeff, I, I have to think of my good friend Joanne Hood, who was, was in the band with me at Middle Tennessee, and she was band director at, at Overton for years and years and years back in those days. And she, she likes football, but she doesn't like Overton going into the playoffs and winning and winning and winning, which means the band had to play on Friday night and Friday <laughs> night and Friday night and Friday night. And I'm, I'm satisfied there's more than a few band directors out there that secretly are rooting against their team to win because <laughs> they, they want to be done with Friday night football games you think but i've always remembered my granddaughter who's uh, uh now at the university of south alabama she's in graduate school there but she she was a spanish fort in high school and and they won a number of state championships i don't know how many really i don't know three or four i went to a lot of their games when we went down there but she said she said granddad she said all we ever do is we just win 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 <laughs> <laughs> and she was ready to go home, and it was cold. Even for Alabama, it was cold. But anyway, I guess the band directors would look at it a little bit different. It cost them money too, of course. Band directors, a lot of band kids, a lot of band parents. I'm yeah, satisfied. I guess you so. Know, you know, let's stop the madness here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm not sure bands are quite as loyal to going to all the games home and away as they used to be. Uh, but 25 years ago, Jeff. Every band went that I'm aware of went on the road at home. And if the football team played, they played. Yes, and I can remember the years when I was at Riverdale, which was 11 years. Uh, uh, and when when the band went, which was most of the time, I mean, it was like uh, I don't know Lawrence of Arabia or something. If you remember that movie where all these people are going across the desert, it was just <laughs> it was just bus after bus after bus after bus of equipment and kids and. I don't know who all it was, but he could fill up a stadium. Band director at that time was Bob Lee. Bob Lee, that's right. Good old Bobby Lee. You know, Bob ended up at Austin Peay as band director there at the university. He did, and and a very well-respected guy at Riverdale all the time I was there. And I went to a um, – he was hired at Central, I think uh, maybe 68, something like that, and uh, – um, Anyway, he was band director when they won the when they won the state championship in '70. So of course they invited him back when they had a big reunion, you know, mm-hmm. and everything. Right. And uh, and he was he was the only guy in the room that got a standing ovation from everybody. They just loved that guy, and it had been years, of course, since he was there. He'd been at Austin P for a long time. Yeah. You know, he was at Riverdale for a long time, but um, he was really great with kids. He was just a motivator and. 
he could turn out a band. Oh, they did good. Well, we've we've had a long tradition of good, very good bands in this county, and they they need to be recognized. Not all band directors are anti-football. No, I don't think they're anti-foot. I don't think Joanne was anti-football. She just tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long season. It's, it's it's time to get my weekends back. Well, we watched them, of course, for years from the broadcast booth, and 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 it was kind of like softball pitchers, really. You you you'd see one, you'd say, "Boy, that's the best kid I've ever seen." And then the other kid comes out there, and you say, well, man, well wait, a, wait a minute now. Well, the, you, you know, you go watch the Riverdale Band, you think this, this band is, a, they're terrific. They're the best I've ever seen. And then Oakland will come out. Or Laverne will come You know, they won all kinds sure, of awards sure, down there, sure. Laverne did. Uh, it's just, um, that's just a, a great thing for kids to do. I, I'm, I'm a supporter of bands. Of course, you were a band member. I was not. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more, maybe baseball, a little bit more football. I don't know, Jeff. Whatever comes to mind, we'll get to it on All Sports Talk. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. You can only get that on the Wake Up Crew, right? Yes. (laughs) No one else is talking about it at all. (laughs) Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Hi there, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamm and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your realtor. 2020 appears to be another dynamic year in real estate, and if you've been in your home for a while, you might be surprised what it's gained in value. Get in touch with me, and we'll set up an absolutely free, no-obligation real estate review for you. Go to my website, choosechip.net, or give me a call, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Good afternoon. Still heavy traffic out here, but it's moving fairly decent on I-24 eastbound. Coming over from Davidson County, back into Rutherford County, just a regular stop and go delays out here, up and down sections of 231 as you head back towards Shelbyville. It's busy now on Middle Tennessee Boulevard as well. Celebrate autumn at Obergatlinburg during Oktoberfest, now through November 1st. First, all the details at obergatlberg.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traveling. We do it your way at Sir Pizza. Sir Pizza strives for excellence in everything that they do and can't wait to see the smile on your face. Dine-in delivery and carry-out on East Main, Memorial, and South Church. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. This portion of All Sports Talk brought to you by First Bank, offices across the state of Tennessee, right here in Murfreesboro, of course. Great people, great service, and they'll take care of every need you got banking wise. I recommend them to you. That's where we bank. With all sports talk, Jeff, we got into band directing. You mentioned the name John Bryan as choral director at Riverdale, assistant band director. I want to mention Glenn Davis, a good buddy of mine that was band director there at Oakland for a while. Some people wouldn't know that Fred Barlow, who's the principal at Rockvale Middle School, was was a band director at Oakland once upon a time. Uh, Brenda Gregory, who has now done terrific things at Siegel High School with the choir program there, was assistant band director at Oakland once upon a time. So. A lot of names that people would know, and, and it's nice to give them some credit. I, 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 t- I typically had Craig Cornish, band director of the B- Band of Blue. He's been on this show several times because I, I've always felt like band and football really do mesh together in lots of ways. Very important part of the football team. I think um, um, going to the middle games 
and 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 watching our band who are now in the now in the stands the upper stands and socially distancing and doing a bunch of stuff uh really do a good job they really do and i know you can't see them probably from where you are because they're above Uh, you but i do hear them a lot (laughs) yeah i guess you do and they are they're quite good you mentioned glenn davis one uh, just a guy that i really admire he did such a great job at, at at oakland and and john bryan um who uh, was a good band guy and assistant at Riverdale, but he was in charge of the Riverdale Singers, which your children were involved in. They were magnificent, absolutely magnificent. I just really enjoyed them, and and that was choral work, of course. And um, and you're right. You named some other people too. Uh, I know it. I know at Laverne. Um, um, well, we had. Uh, just a, a band that just won all kinds of awards down there, and I remember Eagleville when they when they started their band, which I think they started the same year as they started the football. I believe they started their band. Okay, and if I'm not mistaken, they had nine or ten people in their band. And what kind of formation did they make at halftime? Not many, <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you what, I was there. Okay, all four years for uh, just about every game because my granddaughter was was a manager for the football team, so I went most of the time. And they tried to they did that stop them from marching? No, sir. They marched with ten people. Now your lines are pretty limited, <laughs> and the amount of racket that you can make is pretty limited. But of course, that band has grown and grown and grown. And more and more people got interested, and that's what that's what education generally. I'm on my soapbox now, and I'll stop. But that's what education is all about. It's sure. about opportunities to do something that you enjoy and can contribute to your school, and and also by the byproduct to yourself. And I, I, I think that I think they did that. One more name I want to be sure I drop it. That's Ron Mears, who came in after Bob oh, Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Band director there, and, and during the time that my daughter and son, they graduated from Riverdale in 94 and 97, respectively. Each year they put on a, the stage band show, they called it, and uh, the, the choir was part of that, and Ron Mears and John Bryan did a terrific job, Jeff. It was entertaining, entertaining to be sure, and I didn't go just because my kids were there. I really enjoyed going to the shows, period. They were just outstanding, did a great job. I, of course, I knew um, Mr. Mears pretty well when I when I was there, and and also I would see him at the Riverdale games that we were covering on the radio. Class guy, and and there's no amount, and you and I have discussed this before on 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 this show and other times too. Filming and videotaping, particularly videotaping, has has added a lot of work to whoever's in charge. The work, as a matter of fact. It's endless. Yes. Uh, it used to be maybe eventually, you know, you'd get tired of looking at film or that kind of thing. But now with videotape and the machine and how easy it is and, and how you don't have to wait, you can get it instantaneously, the work never stops. And uh, the, and the band took advantage of that. And it's, well, we've been lucky here. We really have. We've had a lot of quality people from from Miss Hampton, who Central, who was the first person that I knew they had anything to do with band all the way through whoever's doing it right now. Well, we could get into art. We could get into ROTC, which has had great things in people's lives across country. Jeff, I always said, and I say this now to parents <laughs> that might be listening that have younger kids, 
they need to be involved in something, sure. whatever it happens to be. And sometimes ROTC is important to those kids as <laughs> football team is to those kids, and cross country is to those kids, band is to those kids. But have some place you can hang your hat. I, I agree with that 100%. And we have some figures. Uh, I, I'm not sure how up to date they are through the last year, I guess, but the pandemic has, of course, ruined everything that we that we try to do here lately. But uh, I, I do know this. Uh, a couple of years ago, the the person uh, the the activity in your school if the person was involved in it the least likely person to have be a discipline problem or not to graduate or to drop out of school was an ROTC member mm-hmm. they stuck with it you know now uh, I always said and I I I stand by this obviously I'm an athletic person I I, I, I love various sports as I do other activities as well. But if I were sitting out there at uh, uh, a bank or an insurance company or whatever, and I'm in the hiring department, okay, I'm hiring people, and somebody comes in and they, they want a job and they've got the, I would I look at their grade point average? Sure, I would. I'd, I'd look at you know everything that I could look at. But if they were a member of a high school marching band or orchestra. That would, that would give them a few extra points to me. And the reason they would is because unlike an athlete who I deeply respect, but unlike an athlete, that violin player, that tuba player that's marching and sweating and all that kind of stuff, they're not getting any individual accolades from anybody. Sure. Unless they happen to win some award, which Other one of them might win. Mama and daddy maybe. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's they are a part of a team and they can mess that team up badly or they can help it succeed. And if they stick with that, that means a lot to me as a business owner. As you know, and I, I just I just throw that out there and I guess people can disagree with me. Would I want the star running back? Well yeah, or the lineman, well sure, you know, that's fine. But the, those people have all conference teams and all this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? And the, I, I'm just, uh, I just think I may be, I may be onto something there a little bit anyway. I don't think there's any question about that, Jeff, at all. Throwing it back into football uh, mm-hmm. this weekend, Middle Tennessee takes on Rice on Saturday, trying to bounce back against a team that's not played a game yet. Tennessee gets to play Alabama. Riverdale gets Warren County. Oakland, we mentioned that game. A lot of big games, not only to be first or second in the region, but to get into the playoffs. And a lot of games that mean a lot, and and uh, that's why you play the games, right? Yes, that yes, that is why I uh, I know uh, we had a comment earlier, not from us, but from someone else that the Tennessee fans you can't find them when they lose. I don't know if that's necessarily true or false, but uh, I, I I do know this. Um, it would look a whole lot better if they'd gone into this ball game at three and one rather oh, sure. than two and two. And uh, really, I thought they were better than Kentucky, and and I thought Kentucky out motivated them and and out coached them and outplayed them. And I, I hate it, but um, uh, they've got a big mountain to climb this weekend for sure. Is it is it entirely possible that you can be so embarrassed and you have you reach down and you find enough pride to say, you know what, we've 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 done the worst we can do. It's time we turn this sucker around. I, I I don't think anybody should throw the season away yet. Middle Tennessee's one and five. I don't want to throw the season away yet. There's always those, those possibilities of better days ahead, and that's what you got to hope for. But uh, the teams, Jeff, typically that make the fewest mistakes. We talked about Riverdale, Oakland. Riverdale made a couple mistakes, cost them dearly. 
Uh, Tennessee clearly made a bunch of mistakes. Middle did and so forth. And sometimes those mistakes, Jeff, can be nothing as simple, something as simple as a illegal procedure penalty on a play that went 95 yards for a touchdown, but it had to be called back. Middle had one of those happen. Yeah, football game Saturday. I was I was telling somebody this weekend, and they didn't they didn't remember this, but but the the year that Auburn ran back the field goal mm. and beat Alabama, 109 yards, yeah, a bunch of whatever. Well. I haven't heard anybody mention since then that Alabama had an offensive lineman jump offside the play before and cost them five yards. Okay? Wow. I did not well, know that either. Well, suppose that doesn't happen. I don't know where the field goal goes. I don't have any idea of well, any of that. The field goal is going to go out of the end zone, though, right? Probably Whether so. Whether he makes it or doesn't make it. Probably so. So, I mean, you know, it's just – tiny little mistake like that which is most of the time buried in the stats and maybe you wouldn't notice it but then it happened i know there was some coaching i know he had the wrong people on the field and he had you know he didn't have the tackling team out there i understand all that all that was true but none of it would have happened if the offensive lineman hadn't jumped offside one play earlier i mean it's just what would have happened in the oakland game oakland riverdale if that pass is incomplete We'll never know. Nine to seven at a half, and you I, – Maybe momentum's in, in your maybe. favor. I don't have any idea. Uh, we're not in Alabama, but I can't – when you mentioned Auburn, Alabama, I can't think, help but re- recall way back in the 70s, the these T-shirts being made in the bumper stickers, <laughs> punt, Bama, punt, right? Yeah. Auburn won the football game because they blocked two punts for touchdowns, one, one was 17, 14, something like that. Does that sound about right? Yeah, it does. So strange things can happen, that oblong thing that, that takes place. All right, Jeff, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, World Series starts Tuesday, tomorrow? Yes, go Rays. I've been told by my grandson that I'm a Rays fan, so I'm a Rays fan. So go Rays. And, uh, I didn't know that. Rick Stocks alive tomorrow evening as well. And uh, Chip mentioned the basketball podcast on Thursday and high school football on Friday night right here on WGNS. Thanks so much for listening. Monty Hale in tomorrow for All Sports Talk. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Freakside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.